Hello, and welcome to Joyful Heart, a podcast for Christian women who are trying to balance a relationship with God, as well as school, work, and other things life likes to throw our way. In these episodes, religious topics such as growing closer to God, maturing in our faith, as well as general ones like college difficulties and navigating new experiences in life will be covered. And with that, let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, so this week we'll be discussing some ways that we can glorify God in our everyday life. So a friend requested and brought up the subject and I thought it would be something great to cover. I think a lot of the time we jump to the big things like spreading the gospel and making disciples and going through all the nations in Christ's name, which don't get me wrong, are all great things that have done correctly and with pure intentions, will definitely glorify God. However, there are other things that we miss out on um, that can also bring glory to God and help restructure our minds, thoughts, and our actions to imitate Christ. So I'll be covering different ways that we can bring glory to God, and I'll back it up with Scripture so that we can hear exactly what God says about it in the Bible. Often people, including myself, forget or unaware of the quote-unquote smaller ways we can glorify God in our everyday life. Because not all of us are called to evangelize everywhere. Not all of us are called to be pastors or to lead ministry. Not all of us are called to go out. We all have different gifts that God assigns to each of us that he knows is what's best for our life and he knows what fits for us. Because if we all had the same gifts, how would different things be done? Who would lead worship? Who would be in charge of teaching the children? Who would be in charge of leading the church? Who would be in charge of the other small things that are a part of the church? So we all have different ways that we can glorify God. We all have different purposes and we all have different jobs that we are assigned in gifts that we are assigned from God himself. Not only do these things glorify God, but they can help us in our walk with Christ. So, starting off with 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. God gave us the free will to do what we want. So it's up to us to make sure that our choices are bringing glory to God. The definition of of to glorify something is to make glorious by bestowing honor, praise, or admiration. Admiration. So the first way that we can bring glory to God in our just everyday normal lives is through our thoughts. Thinking bad, inappropriate, mean-spirited things, etc. do not bring glory to God. Remember that God can see and hear your thoughts. It's hypocritical for us to say that we love God, but then constantly think bad or unholy things. The comments you make in your head do not go unnoticed by God. He he is quick to forgive us, and he is willing to forgive us, and he is open to forgiving us. Just because God is so quick and so loving and so merciful doesn't give us the right to continue to choose to sin or to know that we are living in sin and still do those things. Just because other people can't hear it doesn't mean that God doesn't hear it and knows about what you are thinking. So now I want to get into some verses that kind of help us to see more of what God says about this and 
ways we can glorify God with our thoughts. In Philippians 4.8, it states, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. And then to 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And we are ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete. And then the last verse for this section is from Colossians 3 verses 1 through 2. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. To help keep us from thinking bad thoughts, test every thought. If it doesn't align with God's word, take captive of it and rebuke it in Jesus' name. Abide in God when you are feeling tempted and ask him to empower you with his strength and his sovereignty. Our mind is really important as it's where we form assumptions, have our inner dialogue, and where we often think before we speak. We bring glory to God by keeping our thoughts pure and Christ-like. As stated, thoughts are a great way that we can glorify God because I think our thoughts are often the hardest to regulate because it's like well no one heard me say that thing no no one knows what I'm thinking right now so I think this is where a lot of spiritual attacks come from is our mind because it's our most inner it's our innermost being and it's the most quiet thing because no one else can know your thoughts you can have a smile on your face but be going through it mentally you could appear sad but then you could really be happy you're just pondering on something so our mind can sometimes be the greatest battlefield because we are truly alone in our mind it's just us and God so really make sure that your mind is full of things that are pure and lovely and that are pleasing to God for him to see and hear because he can't hear and see those things also as I'm recording this I'm realizing that you guys can hear my stomach gurgling because I'm really hungry so I really apologize for that. I have not eaten yet. So if you hear weird noises, it's probably my empty stomach. But anyway, the next way that we can glorify God in our daily lives is through our actions and behaviors. So I saw this TikTok that raised a really good question. And it stated, if you were to ask someone to describe God based on your actions and your behaviors, what would they say? How would they describe God based on how they see you. And this really spoke to me because our actions speak more about Christ than they do ourselves if we claim and say that we are believers. As believers, we are called to be representatives of Christ in this world. We are meant to stand out and be different. We are called to imitate Christ. We have to be careful not to give Jesus a bad rep with our actions because I see this a lot on social media. People will say, the worst things about God based on what Christians do. So we have to be careful to make sure that we are accurately representing Christ in our actions and our behaviors. 
So next, I wanted to get into some verses that kind of clarify what God wants to do and how God wants us to act. Starting off with 1 Peter 2.9, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may reclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And then next comes Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. And then the last verse for the section comes from Matthew 5, 16, which states, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So this really gets into why it is so important to make sure that we glorify God with our actions, because people will see that. People will be curious why we act so differently, why you act so differently, because it's the opposite of this world. It opens up a great opportunity to glorify God and even witness to someone. If you struggle with your actions, ask to be filled with the fruits of the Spirit, being love, faithfulness, joy, peace, goodness, gentleness, patience, self-control, and kindness. We need to make sure that our actions align up and match up with God's word, because as it states, we are called to be different. We are called to be set apart. We need to make sure that our actions glorify God and point people to Jesus. When people see you, they need to see Jesus. We are called to imitate Jesus. When we become Christians and we accept Jesus into our heart, he changes us. You're going to act so much differently than before. It's going to take time. It's not always going to be a in a blink of eye, you're a different person. But being different glorifies God because you're saying, you know what, I have the free will to do whatever I want, but I'm choosing to live my life for you. I'm choosing to live a life for my creator and I'm choosing to live a life that is better than what I expected because God gives us better than the world can offer. He doesn't offer empty promises. He offers true freedom from sin. He offers peace that the world could only hope to have a quarter of. He offers better. The next way that we can glorify God is by the things that we say and what we say. What comes out of your mouth is often a glance into condition of your heart. If we have sin rooted in our hearts, that's the filth and the things that will spill out of our mouths. We bring glory to God by speaking in grace, love, mercy, and kindness. We also need to make sure that we thank God and praise him. We often forget to thank God for our success and make sure that he gets all the credit. Things like lying, gossip, slander, and mean comments do not glorify God. So now I want to get into some verses that kind of show us ways that we can glorify God and show us things that don't glorify God by the things that we say. So starting off with Matthew 15, 11. It is not what enters into the mouth that defiles the man, but what proceeds out of the mouth. This defiles the man. Colossians 3, 8. But now you also put them all aside. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Colossians three seventeen. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks 
through him to God the Father. In Ephesians 5, 3-5, But immorality, or any impurity, or greed must not be named among you, as is proper among saints. And there must be no filthiness and silly talk, or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person, or covetous man, who is an adulterer, has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. You know, uh, the two greatest commandments that God gave to us was to love him as our Lord God and put no other above him and to love our neighbors. So in the things that we say, make sure it aligns with how Christ speaks to us, you know, because we are to imitate him. He doesn't speak down upon us. He loves us with a tough love, but he speaks on in mercy, in faithfulness and in love so kind of you know read over how Christ spoke read over what Christ says and mimic that in your own life imitate Christ in the way that he speaks you know we are so fortunate to have his sayings and to have him in our heart so make sure that it's him speaking and not you make sure that you are almost like you know giving people the benefit of the doubt don't be so quick to speak assumptions about people because imagine if God did that to us treat others the way that Jesus treats us which is with love humility mercy kindness joy faithfulness selflessness you know the fruits of the spirit I would really recommend as I stated to get into scripture and imitate Jesus in the way that you speak that we can glorify God that I honestly didn't even think of on my own like God places on my heart was in our free time. What we do in our free time and downtime is really important. Now, it's not a sin to watch a TV show or to relax, but don't forget to set aside time for God. Our quiet time is important as we get to read God's word and we get to talk to him without any distractions from the world. He should always be our number one priority. Make sure you take time to be with him, worship him, and to study scripture. And as something that correlates with our free time is the TV shows and music. Now, TV shows and music will either glorify God or they will glorify the enemy. Things that promote sin don't glorify God. Not only can these things, not only can these things corrupt our mind, but they can affect our thoughts and our actions. Before you start a new TV show, before you start listening to new music or start a new book think to yourself if Jesus was sitting next to you would you still watch that movie or show would you still play that song or read that book if you say no or if you would feel uncomfortable by that that is a sign that it is not good for you and that it does not glorify God as always I kind of wanted to get into some scriptures so we're going to start off in 1st John 2 verses 15 through 17 Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. The world is passing away, and also it's lust. But the one who does the will of God lives forever. And next, I'm going to get into James 4, verse 4. You adulteresses. Do you not know that the friendship with the world is hostility towards God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world 
makes himself an enemy of God. And then next, I want to get into Proverbs 17, 4, which states, An evildoer listens to the wicked lips. A liar pays attention. Destructive tongue. So I know a lot of these verses can seem kind of like overwhelming that if you love the world, you are an enemy of God and that if you live in the world, that is not eternal life. But it's the reality of these situations. I know a lot of the times we type, we tend to write off TV, social media trends, music, things we read as innocent and very harmless. But you have to look into the messages that are being portrayed and the messages that are being spoken because TV shows, music have a lot of influence on how we act and how we speak. If you watch TV shows that glorify sin, lying, sexual immorality, if they glorify things that are against God, you'll accept that and see that as the norm. If you listen to music that has a lot of bad words in it or if it glorifies the wrong things, you'll see that as the norm and see nothing wrong with it. I know a lot of the times you try to think, well, you know, I can listen to it without glorifying it or it's not that big of a deal because I can blur out the words or I can listen to the clean version or, you know, what I see doesn't really affect me. But it really affects you more than you realize. All these verses say we are not to love the things of this world. We are not to accept even the things of this world. If something aligns with the world, we are to be against that because if, as I said before, if you can't listen to these songs or watch these TV shows with Jesus, you shouldn't be doing it because he is with you. You know, these things, we see them as a norm and we accept them and we don't see what's wrong with them, but that's because we are being deceived by the enemy. You know, we have to make sure that the things we watch and the things that we do in our free time glorify God, make sure that, you know, we aren't abandoning God to go start a new show. Start your day off with God. Make sure you give him enough time because, you know, our free time is free time. But what you do in that time is important, you know, because once time is gone, it's gone. We can't get back time. We can't stop time. So really look at your schedule. See what you're filling your time with. Are you filling it with things of the world? Are you filling it with sinful things, lustful things, bad things? that don't bring people to Jesus, that don't glorify God, then remove them from your life. Really pray and ask God to help you remove things that you're idolizing, remove things that you are glorifying that are not him. God is omnipresent. He is with all of us all of the time. The time we spend with non-believers are opportunities to share the gospel and be representatives for Christ. Okay, now I want to bring up a hypothetical question. If being a believer was a job, would you be promoted or would you be fired? Now, works alone are never good enough and will never bring us to heaven, but we have to use our time to glorify God. As believers, we are 24-7 representatives for Christ. And if others know you're a believer, they will pay more attention to how you act and what you say. We are to hold ourselves a high standard as God called us to be. Ask God to let you know other ways you can glorify him in your everyday life. Now, also thank God we are not given jobs as being believers because we would all be fired immediately. But God is so merciful in that. And we are to extend that same mercy 
to other people, to our neighbors, our friends, those who persecute us. You know, we are called to live a life that is set apart. So our days are meant to be with God as the number one priority. Everything we do is to be for God. You know, look into verses and see how other people glorify God and mimic that in your own life. Ask God, as I said, to show you ways that you can glorify him. You know, make sure that you thank God for everything. Make sure that you are being fully dependent on God. Make sure you are living a life that God sees as worthy and as good. You know, make sure that the things that come out of your mouth are biblical, they are righteous, they are loving, they are kind, and that they imitate Christ. Make sure that your actions and your behaviors are one of those as believers. Imitate Christ in every aspect of your life, in your thoughts, your actions, your free time, what you say, and that's how you can glorify God. So I really hope that this podcast was helpful and kind of sheds light on how we can glorify God even more because we can I, we can always go above and beyond. We have those capabilities. So really strive for that and realize that change doesn't happen immediately. We are still humans. We are still going to fail. But with Jesus, we will see that true change. Others will see that true change. And that will be evidence of Christ living in you and being in your heart. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Joyful Heart. Feel free to reach out with prayer requests, praise reports, requests for topics or general questions on either Instagram or the Facebook group. These can be sent to Joyful Heart. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-L-H-E-A-R-T-T on Instagram, as well as for the private Facebook group. I hope you all have a blessed day and I'll catch you next week. Bye guys.